What's up, guys? Welcome back to the S3 Podcast once again. Today, some of the topics we got on the list are some stupid driving stuff, uh, death of driver's cars, uh, some iRacing updates per NASCAR still going insane. Uh, we've got, we're going to update you on grid life and the festivals going on there, so stay tuned. All right, so... To kick off today, um, recently, me and Wooly, or I guess S3 as a whole, but me and Wooly were the ones driving it, we got a uh, Camry TRD. Just just a quick, what was your thoughts on the Camry t- TRD edition? Like, I loved it. I loved it probably more than I should have. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, I, I, I thought about why, because I, I just had to write the article at that press. And um, I think it's because my expectations were like, you know, it's a Camry big deal but it was kind of cool man it kind of it kind of took you by surprise in a lot of ways it performed better than you thought it would not that it's like an all-out thrasher performance car but um it looks good so yeah after i had it for a week i was like dude i could kind of do this i thought it was interesting i want to say you mentioned it but our expectations for the new supra were high and in reality it was it didn't meet those expectations yeah was flipped with the Camry. Like you didn't have any expectations for the Camry, and right. it over. I mean, it exceeded those expectations. Dude, right? Trust me. I sat there in front of my computer, and I was like, "How am I, as a car guy, gonna just rip all over the Supra and say that I don't like this thing?" And then I get a Camry TRD, and I'm like, "Yeah, this thing's cool." But but that's it. It's all expectations versus reality. Like the Supra has so much to live up to. You know, and arguably, they didn't really knock it out of the park, you know, in a couple of different ways. So it leaves a lot of us open to criticism. And that's what we do. We're car guys. Like, we all get online and we criticize, you know, different cars. But the Camry, nobody's out to criticize. It's just, it's cool that they made any sort of Camry that's better than the regular Camry. So, uh, yeah, I dug it. Okay, so hang in there with us. I know we come out of the gate talking about a Camry, and you guys are probably like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> but listen, the reason that I bring it up is a guy in California uh, this week just got ticketed um, in the exact color, the exact model Camry that we had, going 106 miles per hour in a 55-mile-per-hour work zone with construction workers present. Jeez. And, and so they asked him, it says in like the report that when the police officer asked, you know, like, do you, do you know, you know what I pulled you over for? He was like, I thought I was going 80. <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for that. I feel like we all yeah. think that, right? I mean, if we're exceeding the speed that much, we have to have some kind of like backup excuse. That was just a poor one. Yeah. So, so real, real quick, though, question. Is that like a you're going to jail kind of thing? Like leave the car here, get in the back of my car, my my. Uh, Crown Vic and let's go, or, or, or what is that? Is that just a nasty I mean, speed ticket? I'm looking think, at the article right here, and it doesn't say anything about him um, going to jail or anything. It just says that his excuse was he was going 80 miles per hour, but that's pretty much it. Like, there's nothing even about like you know the cost of the ticket, nothing. So, yeah, well, they probably don't know yet. You know what I mean? Because they hadn't gone through court and everything. But I think when you get up in triple digits, it's kind of cops' discretion. I think mm. they they certainly can, you know, take you to jail. Um, 
uh, you know, for reckless driving or anything like that. But, you know, I've had friends that have gotten pulled. Hell, I've gotten pulled going over 100 miles an hour. And usually, if you're polite, you know, and personable, they'll, they, you know, I don't want to say usually, but, you know, sometimes you can get that lowered to a more appropriate time. Yeah. You think the officer uh, yeah. saw that, oh, this is just a Camry. He's got too much more. Like, like this laser must be broken. The same speed on you know a 350Z. You think it would have been a different situation? No, nah, I mean I I tend to think cops look I at mean, cars as just targets more than like what the car actually is. Now maybe as they're pulling you over, that's when they're making their assessment of like you know like how in danger are they? What kind you know stuff like that? But um, I think when the car goes, shoom, he was probably just like. I mean, honestly, <laughs> though, if you if you look up the twenty twenty car, kind like a race car. I'm not. It's got like it's got like you know wheels on it. It's lowered. It has a body kit. It's got a wing. It has an exhaust from the factory. It looks like a little sport sedan. It looks good. So I mean, I agree. Yeah. Like if I was a, a company car type of candidate and I needed to get a, a practical but decent car, that would be it. What makes it interesting, or the, or the part of the article that I found interesting, um, was that it says the California Highway Patrol says that the number of drivers ticketed going more than 100 miles per hour was up 42% in March compared to the same time last year, which presents the conversation of, and this, when, and I've heard multiple people talk about this before, um, in this day and age, should speed limits be raised, at least on, at minimum, on highways? Are vehicles capable of going faster than your average 70 miles per hour speed limit in a safe way? Yeah, it's definitely not the cars limiting us anymore. It's the driver's ability and the number of drivers on the road. So as long as all them non-essential mofos, you know, stay in their houses, we can go out there and go 130 miles an hour back and forth to work. It's a true story. Like speed limits have not changed since I've been (laughs) driving. You know what I mean? They kind of are what they are. Uh, however, technology in automobiles has changed drastically as far as performance and safety. Um, so I, me and Mike have talked about this at length on like our midday little phone conversations and stuff about how we should have like a, a class system of licenses. <laughs> like, you know, like, we like, do technically, but it's about like driving bigger things. Right. Like, it needs to be more about driving it needs to be like, yo, lanes. You are not like good at Grant this. Smith. You can only drive between you know Over 11 and, and 3 <laughs> yeah if we catch you in any sort of fast lane at all you know we're going to yank your license you can come back next year and try for your class B license or whatever um Although, You're only allowed like a list of cars that you can own per class. Like, Prius, oh, I'm taking that for That's a good idea. <laughs> Be like a video game. Be like, yes. <laughs> like, now I've leveled up. Yeah, that's the move. I unlocked a Hellcat and then I woolly did. Now I only have a Corolla. <laughs> Back down to the Corolla. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, that would probably okay, go okay. over like a lead balloon, but it would be a good law. Like, we can't lie. Like, if anything, this corona has shown us that. You get some of the people off the streets, and all of a sudden, you can get somewhere. I have noticed, um, and it may just be because they want to avoid contact, um, the cops are a lot less likely to pull people over for speeding, at least from my experience in my hometown. Because like, like I said last podcast, I just got my you know big turbo focus ST. 
um, going and I'm having to do de- to each unit. So I have to go out on public streets and do, you know, pulls and send in data logs. And there's been a couple of times where, I mean, I try, I do my best to find, you know, the most bare roads that I can. But there was one time where I didn't see a guy sitting behind a tree and I'm talking third gear, 6,500 RPM, screaming, just <laughs> right past him. And he didn't budge. Really? He did not budge. Yeah, not at all. See, again, I, was, I, I think thought, that's like the speeding thing. I think that depends on your county and yeah. probably what the sheriff told people. I mean, some, you know, some of them are probably like, listen, don't put yourself in any stupid, unnecessary exposure. We need to be here in case stuff gets bad. We don't, I don't need my whole staff sick, right? Right, but then some little towns are probably like, we need that revenue. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like we don't have people on the street. So if normally yeah. the bar is like twenty miles an hour over, now the bar might be ten over or five over. Or what? I think it just depends on where you're at. Yeah. So, it from this, you know, this Camry. Obviously, what this guy did was stupid, especially in a construction zone with workers present. Um. It presents the question, what's the dumbest thing that we've done in cars? Wooly, would you say that it was your Hellcat situation? (laughs) Crap. Yeah, maybe. Um, (laughs) Kind of forgot about that one. Uh, Hold on. the video just in case you forgot. Yeah, yeah, we can look that up. That is probably the stupidest slash most embarrassing, like, facepalm thing that i've done in a car um i know we got into it a little bit last week the santa run i don't know if we called called it what it was but back in the early days of s3 it must have been the first year or something um there was this thing called the santa run kind of between alabama and and atlanta uh and kind of that nowhere land and it was like a toys for tots thing you bring some toys and for some reason we just went and ripped around like a hundred mile an hour like circuit thing that they kind of put up on all these back roads um but yeah it's it was funny because we were we were in Wooly's old uh his old gray uh, eclipse gst yeah. and i remember being like okay man, man we're here to cover the event and it's yeah. for charity we so let's like take it, it easy mm-hmm. let's take it easy and we agreed on that it didn't last long at all <laughs> <laughs> i i visibly remember just uh you know a little faster a little bit, oh, that he's taking off he's taking off Screw it. Let's just go. And the next thing you know, we're just all on ass through these towns. It was a Sunday morning, so like everything was fine. The streets were pretty clear until until church started letting out, and that was kind of when it all got bad. Yeah, we got got yanked out of the car. Yeah, it got bad. I don't know what happened. Peer pressure is just you know a mug. But um, I remember the car in front of us, S two thousand. You know, we got you know out onto the two lane, and he just started ripping, and so I sucked up right behind him. And it's kind of one of those things where you're looking down and like, okay, 110, 120. <laughs> this dude is gonna just keep gonna going. It. I guess this is how this we're just cruising at this speed. So we were just wide open on these back roads. Um, so some kid was at church, like hearing all these. Cars. Oh, they were all at church because we'd pass. Oh, you know, and this, oh, is, yes. this is the Bible Belt, so <laughs> we got little steeples just all over the place, and you're just. You know, it was like they broke us down into groups. So it was like, I don't know, four or five groups of like 12 each, you know, and that's what screwed us because the first group, which we were not in, got through, got back to the home base, you know, without any problems. But what happened was everybody started calling the cops. So when you were in like the third or fourth group like us, they came down on you like they figured out what was going on. 
and uh and i don't remember where we were someplace in alabama i think and uh and the cops started pulling over there was a team of them they pulled over anybody that had a modified car whatsoever um so we're getting pulled over and a cop's walking up to my car as my buddy calls me so i answer the call and my buddy's like dude we're getting pulled out of the car i think we're going to jail and i'm like looking at the cop walking up to us and i'm like um yeah i'm gonna be there in a minute man but apparently they got some sort of a roadblock i don't know what's going on it looks like they're pulling over all these modified cars and then the cop reached in and grabbed my phone and stuck it on the uh stuck it on the hood of the car and said like you know if we said another word he'd arrest us for obstruction of justice or some yeah. something along those lines and and he held us there, and, and we were just sitting there. Like, there was, like, you know, 20 cars pulled over on the side of the road. It's like, oh, we're mm-hmm. screwed. totally screwed here. And then uh, he uh, pulled us out of the car and basically lectured us for about 10 minutes and then said, listen, we catch you all going one mile an hour over the speed limit. You're going to jail. I suggest you guys go back to wherever the heck you came from, <laughs> and today's your lucky day. Hold on, man. You're forgetting wow. the funniest and most ridiculous part of that story though before we actually got pulled over at the roadblock remember we all we were all on uh radios talking to each other and stuff and we heard that they were out looking for us so me and you freaked out and you're like we gotta park somewhere man let's just park (laughs) and like we'll go get some lunch or something and we'll we're just gonna leave the car so we did pulled over we parked got out started walking around walking away from the car as quickly as possible and i remember looking around and being like man there's a lot of cop cars at this Walmart. But no, Wooly had actually <laughs> parked us at the back of the police station. <laughs> so. Yeah, we, you know, everybody was scattering, man. I didn't know where we were going. It was just like left, left, right, left, right. Okay, pull Literally, it you could have put the car anywhere. You, you put it pretty much in the impound. Yeah. It was a funny I mean, I guess they're not really looking there anyways, right? That's true. Yeah. It could be the smartest spot to be. Yeah, it yeah. was. Uh, but we saw that and we freaked out, and then pretty much just left and ran into the roadblock from there. <laughs> that's that's what textbook happened. wrong thing to do. Like, <laughs> we did everything we panicked, wrong, and then we panicked again and walked yeah. straight into the trap. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know. That was up there. That was in one of those young and dumb and just. But it was. Hey, we're talking about it now. It was fun. Yeah. Wouldn't it do seems it. Seems like it would be a blast. Like yeah, yeah like that sucked, but. To be able to have that live through that, I bet that that was awesome. It was it was fun because, like I said, we were going, and we were kind of making excuses. Like, listen, man, we're not going to go and get stupid. We're just going to go and kind of take some pictures and have some fun and cover the event. And then we got stupid, you know. And then we got away from it, or we got away with it. So the whole thing just kind of happened fast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and that, and that's kind of the the downfall of being able to be so passionate about, you know, what you're doing, especially when it's for work, because you're like, oh, no, like, I'm only here to work. But like, what your job is, is also your hobby. So before you know it, you're just it like, like, like you said, like, it was kind of a different time. I mean, the phones weren't where they are now. Like video might have been on it, but it wasn't good. People didn't walk around filming everything and uploading it. Like we'd have to be a little bit more careful now. Uh, one, I guess we're older and wiser, but two, you know, as a magazine, if we do, dude, you think about like, I guess, again, I'm mm-hmm. just older now, but I think about the repercussions. Like if we'd have hurt somebody, 
you know, and and somebody had gotten that on video and it had been like, oh, these are these guys from the magazine. Like, it's just no good. But, man, back in the olden days, you could get away with a lot more, you know? Yeah. Different at the same time, time we've, you know, we've never really been great at uh, separating work from fun when it comes to cars, which is maybe why we've made it for so long doing this. True. Whatever. That, so would you say, Mike, that that, was, that would be your dumbest car story, or have you done something dumber than that? Oh, man. Put me on the spot. I don't know. Uh, that was probably the most... That was probably the most reckless thing I've ever done in a car, uh, especially for several hours straight, just hammering on it and doing dumb things on on public roads. Yeah, that, that's probably the most reckless, stupid that, thing I've ever that's done. That's to put it in perspective. <clears throat> like it doesn't stop. It doesn't slow down. We all do stupid things going. for like ten seconds. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Or like you do True. a poll, and we you know we get away with it, and then we shame the people that don't or whatever. Like, but. But to do it, yeah, for hours on end mm. and hold those sorts of speeds is ridiculous, man. It, um, well, and the fact that as soon as we, we got back across the Alabama-Georgia line and those state troopers and cops left us alone, we got right back to it and started <laughs> hauling again. So, yeah, yeah, it was a pretty dumb day. Yeah. That's so funny. If that's I, 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 anything, it was that cops can't really deal with outside of their jurisdiction, so... Yeah, pull. I think that I don't think they expected as many racers as we had. I think they they absolutely intend on taking us to jail until the cars just kept coming and kept coming, and <laughs> kept coming. They literally had us all yanked out of the cars, sitting on the side of the road. Like half of us had handcuffs, the other half didn't because they ran out of cuffs. I think they just kind of like were like one, two, three, four. 1943 we don't have a jail <laughs> yeah, you I, guys can go <laughs> i remember i'm saying y'all sit right here you know y'all sit right here and don't move and then they went and kind of talked and that was probably the situation is what the hell are we gonna do yeah. with all these people like days before christmas you know and i remember him saying guys like i get it it's for charity guys i get it like i, I like cars too but like my wife and little kid are out here on the roads right now you know and he's like I know you all know what you're doing, but you can't, or you think you know what you're doing, you know, but you can't control what's going on out here, man. You can't, you know, you don't know what's around the next corner. This isn't a racetrack. And then, yeah, and they were on us like stink on poop until we got, you know, out of Alabama. It was bad. It was like one would turn off and one would come up behind. It was just like, oh, my God, oh, yeah. get me the heck out of here. But yeah. mine's, I don't you think mine's that crazy. I, I think probably the dumbest thing that I've ever done. One time, my buddy sat. Uh, we were still in high school. Um, he found sitting on the side of the road in a Dollar General parking lot. A guy had this is so Alabama. He had a 1986 Toyota Celica for sale Ooh. for a thousand dollars. Manual transmission. It, this thing was hideous. It like leaked oil from every orifice that it had sounds about but right. it but it ran and he bought that car and me and him like i think i drove daily it for like a couple of months because i blew my truck up and then and he drove it forever and then at some point it got sideswiped on the interstate and he insurance gave him because he put full coverage on it or something i don't know what happened but insurance gave him four thousand dollars for that celica he bought it back for 300 bucks, and then from that point forward, it was just beat the ever-living shit out of it <laughs> until it would not go anymore. 
That's cool. So he's already it's made. It's still alive to this day. Uh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> In a lake. So one day there's this road where they kind of paved it weird, where it like dips down really steep, comes up sharp, and kind of like has a point. So it's like a perfect jump if you're really hauling ass. So he goes, he goes, we should jump it. And then 17 year old me goes, that's a great idea. So we pile, we pile four people in this 1986, Google a 1986 Toyota Celica, how small that car is. We fit four people in that stupid thing. I mean, there's easily a thousand pounds because we, we had two of those dudes were pretty big. <laughs> and so he he hammers it and we're like probably a mile away when he like launches it so i don't even want to know how fast we were going we hit this thing and when i tell you we dukes a hazard jump this car we did we came off and all like i heard Woo! and then there was a Boonk! in the middle of the air from the, <laughs> one of the dudes in the back hitting his head up against the back glass. <laughs> so i mean i swear there was a solid enough time to blow the Dixie horn. That's how long we were in the air. And then, bam, bam, we hit the ground. I think that the axle broke into the like the timing chain and like put in like it up into the side, dude. It it tore that car all to pieces. So I have to say that's probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. And looky, I went by that road the other day just because I was. Uh, a couple months ago before this whole quarantine thing happened, but I was with a buddy and it came back up and I was like, I wonder if that road is still paved like that. And sure enough, it is. And I <laughs> just sat there and I was like, it's so dangerous. Cause right. You don't have like maybe a hundred yards after that before it's a sharp left turn and woods right in front of that. Mm. Like it, it's such a, I don't recommend doing it. No. Am I glad I have done it? Yes, because I survived that experience. Yeah. Would I do it again? Not at all. <laughs> that's yeah, that's crazy. Really I, that's my thing is I would be afraid when it landed, it would break stuff and you would go right in the trees, you know? Oh, yeah. it's amazing. We did break the wheels stuff. Wheels are going that way. We're going this way. Somehow the car landed flat, straight, and broke straight. It, it's insane how what we get away with man like how many times were you right on the brink of absolute tragedy and you just skate by it and give each other a high five and and you know never never realize how close you were i used to see people like shame people that would get hurt or killed in street racing type thing you know you'd see a lot of that on on social media like oh it serves them right what an idiot who i'm like dude be honest with yourself we've all been that idiot you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean we're freaking bad people. We were just made stupid decisions. And and thank God we're lucky enough to come out the other end of it yeah. completely, yep. completely ignorant to how close we might have been. I know I had an experience like that in college. I don't feel like getting into it. But it's one of those things that you get home and you're just like, wow, my whole Dumb. life would have <laughs> just gone shoot in a totally different direction if I just... Mm. It, it was, you know, there's all these close calls and we don't even don't have a clue, man. Have you ever had one of those experiences? So I used to date this girl that lived like like an hour and a half, an hour from me. And one time I left to come home really late at night. And of course, I'm like exhausted from have 
having been there all day. And I, when I got home, like I pulled into the driveway, cut the car off, and then I go, I don't remember the last 30 minutes of me yeah. driving this. Yeah. Like, how did I get here? Yeah. How did I, <laughs> I, the last thing I remember is Goldfinger coming on back at whatever exit. And that was an easy 40 miles ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had that happen where I've just been really tired but awake. And I've had it happen where I've just been awake but spaced mm-hmm. out. You know what I mean? Like you're just going through the rhythms, but you're not like there. Your mind's just totally. That happened to me once. I woke up like I like I started off in the far left lane and I like jumped up in the far right lane. Thank God there was nobody else like around because it was early in the morning. But that is scary. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Jesse, what's what's the dumbest thing you've ever done in a car? I don't have anything like crazy big, but I've got two that kind of stand out. Um, back in Jacksonville, there's this bridge called the Buckman Bridge, and it's got to be, I don't know, maybe a mile long. It's a long bridge. Is that the Blue Bridge? No, no. This is more south. This is between Orange Park and Mandarin. Okay, okay. Yeah. So it's got, so on the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one we over. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So you start off on the east end. You've got a long straight. It crests over basically a hill, and it comes back down and then curves to the right. Um, I had a bunch of friends in Mandarin area that we would always hang out. And when we would go back to my side of town, we would get on that. And, and there's no shoulder, so no cops like really stay there. At the very end of the bridge, you got some cops that kind of like hang out there. So you've got a good, you know, almost a mile of, of free time. Um, and there were some times where it was just like, by, by the time I got to the end of the bridge, I'm like shaking, like, why did I just do that? And we're just like vomiting and weaving. I mean, and there's there's usually a lot of traffic in there. So relatively fast in my Corolla, you know, I'm still able to keep up with, you know, the, the, the WRX that's next to me or whatever, but there's lots of bobbing and weaving and we're just kind of playing around with each other. So that's probably and you're over in this bridge, right? You're like over the ocean. No, Not this is the ocean, ocean, Johns River. John. Actually, hang on a second. Okay. Hunter, when we went to 24 hours of Daytona, that's the bridge that we went over. And remember, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my dad told uh, a similar story, actually. Um, and this is back in the 80s. So he has a, a 1982 Porsche 911 SC. Um, he still has it, actually. He bought it in 83. And, uh, you know, he's done vintage racing and was really involved with the Porsche Club there in Florida in the 80s and stuff like that. But um, he, I never knew this story my whole life until I was in the car with you, Hunter. I remember um, this. Yeah, and he was like, you know, it was fairly shortly after I got in the car, uh, was off of work, and it was an odd hour or something. And he was like, I was getting, like, about to be on that Buckman Bridge, and some guy in an Aston or some sort of gentlemanly kind of exotic car kind of went by him, like, boom, you know, like trying to be cool or something. And my dad was kind of like, not today. And so he just ripped it and just, he said he, he must have passed it him, like, 140 miles an hour on the Buckman Bridge or something. Just went, blah, you know, and just kept going, stayed in it for like the length of the bridge and then got out of it. And right as he got off in Mandarin, there was like two cops there. Yeah. <laughs> and he had that moment Jeez. where you're just like, oh mm-hmm. my God, I have a child and a job and a family. Like what the hell? And like, there's very little shoulders. So if you hit that side railing and you're going fast, well, in fact, like, Dan, you're swimming. Back then, it was only one. You know how Buckman Bridge now is like two. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like one one little bridge. I think it was just a, a four-lane or maybe a – I don't know. It was it – was, 
much smaller than it is now. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess we all have those crazy ass stories. I remember also just while we're talking about my dad's stories. So like we grew up in Jacksonville, but my dad bought the 911 in Atlanta and uh and he was coming back and I was a toddler, so I was not there. But uh he was coming back and he said um there was some car kind of like creeping up in his rear view or something like that and 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 the road opened up and he just decided he was going to go for it and see what this new car had and just took the hell off he said he just watched the car just disappear into nothing and then he watched blue lights come right back up (laughs) (laughs) he was like oh crap but that was another one that he got away with man i think a lot of it's just in how you um you know react to the situation and treat the officer so lesson learned thank god we're alive yeah. All right. Well, enough stupid stories. What else we got? Let's see. All right. So moving on, we have death of the driver's car. So we have like a little list of topics that we're going to go over. And Jesse has titled this one, Death of the Driver's Cars. Uh, <laughs> so to kind of kick it off, we've got a new like list one of these media companies has put together where it shows that um, currently, in 2020, there is only one in eight U.S. car models, period, come with a manual transmission. And I don't know how to She's feel about sad. that. It hurts me, man. I feel terribly about it. it it's, it's the dumbing down of society. Have you guys seen the movie Idiocracy? Yes. It's yes. basically what's happening. That, that used to be just a funny movie, funny story. It's more like a documentary now. Yeah, it's really Watch. happening right now. It's a popularity yeah. contest, this presidential debate. Well, we're not going to the <laughs> politics side of it. I'm just talking about the stupidity, just the dumbassness in general about all of it. I mean, that's why I get so hyped. Any, any, any manufacturer out there that's putting you know, a six-speed or whatever in their cars, I respect it. Because he's just said it. It's, it's one in every eight. So when I see the... Little plug here, Corolla hatchback coming with the six speed. And yeah. I mean, just but just looking at those numbers, be like, okay, fine. But not every make everybody makes a real sports car, but look at it: new Supra, automatic. Yeah, new Mustang, uh, the new Cobra, automatic. What else? Well, um, there's cars. Yeah, yeah. That, that oh god, I'm about to. The I'm new trying. Corvette, isn't it only an automatic? Yes, the GT500, the Corvette, the, the every freaking thing that's over. 40 grand pretty much i mean it like i was sitting here at the beginning trying to be quiet because i'm like now no i don't want to go off on a tangent again but like y'all the trigger up in the top left please if you don't subscribe to the magazine subscribe to the magazine we'll send you the current issue and read the super review because i wrote that (laughs) dude i wrote it and i wrote it even edgier and i brought it back to where it is now and i was still uncomfortable when it printed thinking oh gosh you know i'm like going too far and like half the people that read it i would say the majority of the people that read it are with us because they're drivers they're enthusiasts um and some people are starting with the you're you know well he's just beating a dead horse at this point well Yes, I am, but I will probably Somebody have to do continue it? to freaking yell this from the mountaintops until we go out of business or until maybe, I don't know, somebody changes the, the market a little bit. It drives me personally insane because these manufacturers are not making what they want to make. They don't have the balls to do that, minus Elon Musk and Mopar. They're making what the people want. F the people. 
Like, you don't, the people that don't like cars or know about cars don't get to set the trends here and tell the manufacturers what to make. And I wish the manufacturers would have some dang backbone um, and, and make cars that are engaging. To me, to everybody, it's fact. The stick, a stick shift brings you into the drive. It connects you more with the drive. Not only is that good for your spirit and your mood, that makes you a safer driver, uh, that prevents you from buying bloated ass SUVs that remove you from, like, I don't care, drive what you want to drive. If you want a 7,000 pound SUV with 20 million Bluetooth connectors and phone chargers and do that, I don't care. But like, not to sound like a jerk, but like, it's getting to the point where y'all are in my dang way now. Like, I want to drive it's my road as much as it's your road. And y'all are just blocking everything. I can't see over you. I can't see around you. You're going under the speed limit. You're weaving around because you're playing with your infotainment. You're not driving the car. I think there's a problem there beyond the enthusiast problem. Um, so anyway, I'm kind of mad about it. Trigger. Like, well, hold on. Kinda, hold on. Having and now said I, that, now I... well, did you guys see the new Cadillac, the CTS-5 or whatever they're calling it? The V? The V? 6.2, I think. Um, supercharged, 550 horsepower car, four doors, and a dang manual transmission. Big speed, yeah. yeah. That's my and car. they're thinking about yeah. making a wagon. That My problem Thanks, is I can't Jimmy. afford that car. <laughs> so then I become one of the enthusiasts that's like, but not that one. Like, I want that, but I want it cheaper. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, I, I think the Supra was a major fail on that front. Tim Neely, um, Tim's Enthusiast Garage, shout out to Tim. He wrote an article uh, in the issue that's at press that's like, I don't necessarily hate twin clutches, he said, but I think they have to be paired with the right car. If you're in a GT3 or you're in some kind of like serious performance car like that, he said, I love the twin clutch. Your hands are on the wheel. He's like, you're getting the experience that we're after. It's just in a different way. It's like you're, you're through the wheel connected to the car. He said, but to put a, something like that in a FRS or a Supra is not yeah. right. And right. then I was like, with yeah. the Supra, it's not a twin clutch. It is an automatic with a torque converter. Mm. And he was like, oh. Well, that's just a major, that's just a major <laughs> fail. He's yeah, like, I know sure. that transmission. It's a good transmission, but it's just, it's a good transmission in a five series Beamer, but not a Supra, not a driver's car. Right. So yeah. at least give us the option. I mean, hell, it's just pathetic. The that we're going right now, we're not going to have any manual transmissions and brand new cars in five to 10 years. Does anybody really want to be buying new tuner cars new well, and, track cars like that like no, i don't i don't that's why everybody's buying trucks because mm. there's not that's why i wrote about in the super article without that connection to make you just throw all responsibility to the wind i mean a super does not make sense it has no room it's fifty-five thousand dollars. it's not a practical purchase so you have to have that connection that makes people go yo i don't care i've got to have this car but when you throw an automatic in it, why? Why wouldn't I spend $55,000 on like the most BA Tundra ever and be able to put a, an entire condo's worth of people in it? Or you know what I mean? Like it's it just, that's, that's the facts is that people are buying these cars because the sports car alternatives are not engaging enough to, to grab our heart. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the frustrating part is, 
what you're like, well, what's going to happen when all these new cars? Yeah, I'm not going to buy them. I'm not going to yeah. buy a super. I'll never own one. It's unless they get cheap enough to where I can throw a manual in it. <laughs> like, it's just, I'm going to stick the, to my 80s and 90s, you know, where I think was kind of the pinnacle before yeah. we, look, the cars drive you now. You don't drive the cars anymore. Right. They basically go through a series of little computer analyzations and get you through a corner and pat you on the back and tell you what a great driver you are. That's not driving to me. I'd rather have a slower car that I get to engage with personally. Mm -hmm. And the frustrating part, as far as just manufacturing and marketing goes, is what these manufacturers are doing. Like, look at Ford, for example. They said, guess what, guys? ST-Line. We're going to go make all these cool little sports cars for you. You guys go out and have fun in them. They do a really poor job of marketing. Mm -hmm. They don't give you 100% what you want. The STs really did, but the, the Supra, not so much. You know, And they overprice it. They put it on the market for a year or two and then go, oh, it was a fail. Like, well, that is crap, in my opinion. You guys didn't even try. You're just yeah. looking for a reason. You wanted the car for the hype. It reminds me a lot of the Dodge Viper. You're just putting the car out there for marketing purposes just to get some 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 um, articles, you know, yeah. about you and your, your product. You put it out, it flops, the sales are bad, and then you move on with your life. And that's that's garbage. Thing, like, these dudes don't have any gumption, man. Like, who is running these companies? Me and Mike talk about this a lot. You think that all the execs at, like, Ford or wherever are going to be, like, brilliant minds. They're not. They're just – a lot of them are freaking clueless, like, really not enthusiasts. And then right below them, you have a bunch of enthusiasts that can't get anything done because of the people yeah. above them. Like, the movie Ford versus Ferrari – was dead on when that dude was like so those crazy. guys though you know like let you know when he went in the whole thing about like dude they have the greatest intentions but they got floors full of lawyers and and control groups and it's just <laughs> like with the st dude they had a victory like i don't know how they even got the cars here it was six speed only you know you can't get them with an automatic they're they're turbocharged they're versatile hatchbacks you can put stuff in but it's like you said they didn't give it time <laughs> yeah I mean, I got yep. one too. Like we actually put our money where our mouth is. We saw the potential, and yep. uh, but they gave it one generation and went. It's not going to work. It's like, dude, you have got to build yep. the, you know, build the love or or whatever, build the demographic, build the audience that you kind of abandoned up until this point. You, you mm. don't get to make a car for four or five years and then go, that didn't work. You know what I mean? But I guess, yep. uh, you know, whatever. I'm nervous. That's what's going to happen with the Bronco. They're going to put it up there because it's going up against the Jeep. It's not going to do as well because it doesn't have the loyalty the Jeep has. And they're going to be like, oh, it didn't do, you know, incredible the first couple years. So we're just going to chop it up. But Ford truck. Probably what's going to happen. Ford truck buyers are loyal to Ford. So that might say, you know what I mean? Like if you're a yeah. Chevy guy, you're a Chevy guy. If you're a Ford guy, you're a Ford guy. So now that. Yeah, but those Ford dudes are going to buy F-150s. I don't know if they're going to be sold on the new Bronco. I'm sold on the new Bronco. I think it looks dope. Yeah. Um, There's been some more leaked photos come out, um, mo most notably of the two-door. Two-door's a little fugly, but the four-door, it's a good, it does favor Jeep, but were it coming from Ford, I like it. I would bought it if I was in the market. Yeah. Yeah, so, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think that there might be kind of... I don't know. I was going to say a renaissance of like lowered powered um, manual transmission cars like a Miata 
or an FRS or or things like that, except they got to make them for there to be a renaissance. And I don't see that. That's why Corolla is on top right now. Well, the I do Corolla's... want to circle back. I do want to circle back real fast to the Focus RS um, because we're, you know, we're on this super hype house of, you know, what the ST represented and everything. Of course, the SR, the RS, the Focus RS is in the same place. Europe, of course, has had the Focus RS since what O two, something like that. It They've comes had, and goes. Same, but yeah. Same with the ST. It's the, both the Focus RS, the Focus ST, or all of the those lines were developed for the European market. Yeah, it also just came out this week. That board has completely axed the Focus RS. Period. And here, here is a statement from Ford as to why. It says, as a result of pan-European emission standards, increased CO2 taxation, and the high cost of developing an RS with some form of electrification for a relatively low volume of vehicles, we are not planning another RS version of the Focus. We, we remain committed to Ford performance vehicles in Europe as part of our DNA with cars like the multi-award-winning Focus RS and the Fiesta ST, as well as our Mustang and Ranger Raptor models. Listen, yeah. you can have any shit. car you want as long as it's a Mustang. Yeah, yeah. Or an SUV right of some sort. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the RS does come and go. You know, it is kind of like that special edition or whatever that they'll kind of do every once in a while and then not do it for a while. But yeah, I mean. Par for the course for Ford. Give us something yeah. cool and then take it away prematurely. Take it away immediately. <laughs> and then say, well, we got an escape. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, that's why I'm so excited about seeing right now the timing for that Corolla hatch six speed to come out and the, the GR Yaris that's in the Europe market. They're going to put that three cylinder turbo <clears throat> in the newer Corolla hatchback, which yeah. is still coming in a six speed. So, I mean, it might not be the most high performance, but that's fitting into that range of like low power potential. Well, that's exactly what that Corolla hatch needs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what it, it was just a little bit neutered when it came out. Like everybody wanted to talk about it. Like they're like, dang, yeah. this thing's dope. But driving it wasn't, yeah. you know, well, I, mean, I, I wouldn't expect I wouldn't expect it to get it right right out the gates you know they're at least giving it time they're looking at it to see where it's at and they're saying all right we need to make some adjustments they're not pulling you know pulling the cables out and shutting it down after it didn't do incredible the first few years you know yep so, yeah well where are we at time wise we're at 42 minutes do we keep it going we've only been through half our topics what's the next topic let's keep going uh, updates on the nascar stuff all right let's keep going so we've got next up on the list we got iRacing. you know nascar it's big into iRacing racing right now keep money flowing keep the fans watching or lack thereof or however you feel about nascar fill um, those contracts get that money <laughs> yeah. um, so the biggest conversation at least in automotive racing within the past week has been of course the controversy of kyle larson saying the n-word on a live stream he has sent not only did he lose his sponsors but after that podcast it has come out that he has been fired um he is no longer a nascar driver um part of the course you would expect that to happen um something that i find kind of interesting um bubba wallace although he's kind of in the hot seat himself for him rage quitting you know back two three weeks ago whatever it was um, <laughs> he has come out 
Um, maybe to save face, I don't know, but he has come out in support of Kyle Larson, um, which is interesting because he is the only African-American NASCAR driver. Um, some of the stuff he said, he said that I saw the incident the night it happened, and within five minutes, Kyle texted me. He called me the next morning as well. Finally, I called him back with a FaceTime to talk face-to-face, um, and we had a good conversation. His apology was sincere. His emotions and pride were shattered. We discussed why he chose to use that language, and I shared my thoughts. I told him it was too easy for him to use the word and that he has to do better and get it out of his vocabulary. There is no place for that world in the, that, that word in this world. I am not mad at him, and I believe that he, along with most people, deserve second chances and deserve space to improve. I do wish him and his family nothing but the best, and I am more than willing to work with him to address diversity and inclusion in our sport. So I think... Okay. That's exactly what Mike said earlier. I feel like I'm watching The Breakfast Club right now. This is just two dudes in detention trying to pat each other on the back until the principal lets them go home. Well, Mike's like an ESPN guy, and he was like running me through, like, okay, here's what's going to happen. It's, this is by the book thing. They're going to do this. Playbook they're going to suspend them. They're going to pause for a minute. Then they're going to fire them. Then they're going to do some sort of like, what did you call it? It was like business the PR uh, campaign. probation. He's going he's to have to come out and be like a humble hero, which he's doing right now. <laughs> Let's, yeah, he's going to better himself and, and prevail yeah. and then be back in a couple of years. Well, I appreciate you being like the business mind. Hold on, you Someone, your Alabama internet. Can you please do something to help Hunter's internet? It's killing I'm me. sorry. I've got the little thing coming to boost the signal. My router is like in fucking China, okay? The yeah. next room is just not fast enough, man. God. So, anyway, what did you say, Hunter? Because nobody. I don't, I don't fucking remember. I think I broke up in my own head. <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I forget where we are. I don't want to touch it. Basically, look, regardless of whatever you think about the world or pop culture or races or racism, like NASCAR is funded by big corporate dollars yeah. and sponsorship packages. So it is not the local roundy round Saturday night race in pit lane where, you know, you fight and you say whatever the heck you want. Like, this is NASCAR. They know the rules. Yeah. yeah. Broke the rules. I mean, like. It was kind of really dumb. Like, if you, if it, you have gone and seen a video, there was no, like, like. I don't want to take a side. I haven't seen the video. I don't want to uh, upset. He could have anybody. literally said any other word. Yeah, like. <laughs> The fact of the matter Anything. is, if you sponsor the guy, he, he you could can. be your best freaking buddy. He could be your brother-in-law. You got to let him go. Like, yeah. period. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're for it. You know what I mean? So, like, you, yeah. there's, there's, there's absolutely no way out of that. You know what yeah, I mean? I do Except think. Always in that spotlight, they're representing the brand of Fortune 500 companies. And they're representing themselves as a brand. And it could take an entire lifetime to build that brand. And we just saw it took 0.3 seconds for him to, like, destroy that entire reputation. So let that be a lesson, kids. Yeah. Assuming. Go ahead. I was going to say, I do like how the dude's name is Bubba, right? He said, like, there's no place for that word in the world. 
not based yeah. on race or anything like that. There is no place for that word in the world. There is no way that we can ever be one people when there is a segregating word like that. You know, like, so it really, I don't, I don't know. I'm just a naive white dude, but I, I just think, well, why would anybody want to use that word? I do like, think it, I do think it's interesting, assuming that what Bubba quoted to this news network is actually what he told to Kyle. Um, he, when he said that, I told him it was too easy for him to use that word, um, which is pretty line. strong. Yeah, which is pretty a pretty strong statement because you're, you know, basically he's telling him, like, you use this every day. Like, this is a regular thing for you, for you to fall into that word so easily. To slip and say it, yeah. Yeah, yeah which is like a huge call out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. I mean. What, dude. Whatever. I, I wish them, I wish, well, Bubba is in a lot less of a hot seat now. Um, but as far as Kyle's <laughs> concerned, swept it out from under him. Bubba's like, yeah. thank you. Diverting <laughs> attention. B- Bubba might get all of Kyle's sponsors just for the yeah. fact that there you know go. he is the only African American driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I do wish Kyle the best. You know, I mean, hopefully he can find some sort of silver lining and you know find success. But Jesus, that was stupid. That was real stupid. On a lighter note of NASCAR and iRacing, however, a lot of these guys are starting to build very intricate, um, you know, simulator rigs to the point that some of them have like, you know, the hydraulic ones where you get in it and it like as you're turning, it leaves with you and, you know, rocks and you hit bumps and it shudders you and everything. So uh, one of the drivers um, recently, one of the pro racers in an actual like league race. He he got wrecked. He got pushed into a wall by accident. But he hit the wall so hard that his actual simulator rig flipped over. <laughs> the really sim rig, like mid race. Yeah, yeah, like if you wa- there's a video of it because you know he's streaming himself driving in his simulator rig, and you see him hit the wall. And then progressively, you see him go, I'm falling. <laughs> and then the, whole, the whole thing just goes boop on the side. And he unharnesses himself from his rig to get out and flip it back over and keep racing. Oh my wow. I just, I just thought that was so funny. Because, like, what has technology become that you can flip your car in your own flip? Like, on Alabama. Yeah, he's talking about the uh, technology. Yeah, and how far uh, has technology come to where we can? Really, <laughs> 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 not that far. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's weird. I bet these that was simulation old. rigs are insane. I mean, incredibly, and these are thousands and thousands of dollars. I mean, mind you, a lot of these are being sponsored, so like, it's not coming out of their pocket. But some of these people, like. They just stream on YouTube or, or Twitch or whatever, and they spend thousands of dollars in this rig. I mean, right now, more than ever, it's probably the best time to use it since you don't want to be outside and about all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I guarantee you that simulation I'm watching the video for it right now. You <laughs> <laughs> see all his weight, like he's dropping, dropping, and then it's, it's, such, a, it's such a slow like, drop. <laughs> It's so funny. But and his spirits are so high about it. Like he acknowledges how dumb of a situation it is and it just makes <laughs> it even more funny. Where he's like, I really just flipped 
my car in my living room. Like, <laughs> what is what am I doing with? I am a professional NASCAR driver, and I'm in this right <laughs> How now. How did I get here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just think it's so funny. I mean, honestly, like I have a feeling that because of all these iRacing NASCAR shenanigans that's going on right now, after this is all said and done, and they go back to racing, I think views are gonna. I think NASCAR has new fans. I genuinely do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think there's also going to be a continue. I mean, mind you, there was probably a sim racing league beforehand, but I think popularity of that on its own will kind of take off afterwards too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good that at least and, one of the sports has kind of figured it out and actually used online resources to further the brand because everybody else is just flailing and not really doing much i mean they're, they're about to do the nfl draft from roger goodell's basement guys i will throw one out there one i haven't heard much about but i noticed they are is fia world rally cross yeah. They're doing yeah, yeah. Listen, rally listen it stays on my subscribe youtube anytime it comes up jesse loves rally at uh, one time i i don't really see jesse fangirl jesse's pretty reserved when we're at places but we were at sema you know walking through the aisles or whatever and he turns, he like slapped like so hard it knocked a breath out of my chest. And he goes, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "That's so and so from FIA." He's like, "You got to get my picture." I'm like, "Are you serious right now?" He's like, he shows me his camera. He's like, "Yeah, I got to meet this dude." It's the only time I've ever seen Jesse do that. It was so funny. He built you a little rally car, then. Listen, yeah. I would love to. I would love to. This is where I kind of got it from, and this is kind of like a stupid thing I used to do. Um, at my old job, probably two jobs ago, I won't say where it was at, but there was like a company truck, and it was like rat-a-tatted. It was a Toyota Tacoma 2001. Um, great, great little car, but it was like I beat it up for everything. Um, and I was also the EMT for the campus. So anytime there was an emergency – I needed to grab the trauma bag. I needed to grab the AED, the O2, and wherever the emergency was, I had to race there as fast as I can in this little pickup truck. And so if I got the call over the walkie-talkie, everybody knew, clear the roads. And it was just like, <laughs> throw everything in the truck, and I would close in, lock up, and I would just haul. Um, and in the lakefront property, there was this berm. Um, and if the gate was closed, like I would have to get out, unlock the gate, open it up. But if if I needed to go in an emergency, one time, instead of trying to like get out and unlock the gate, I went ahead and just bolted over this berm, and it's got to be like three or four feet. So like they're at the lakefront, they're doing their simulation training thing or whatever, and all of a sudden this Toyota Tacoma pickup truck goes, <laughs> it's just like clouds of sand just rocking about. And it's like, I mean, it, it the thing is a tank. It's probably still running to this day, but like. After that, I was like, this is where I need to be. This is what I love. <laughs> if I'm not passing trees at, you know, it's 60 miles an hour and they're a foot away, like, there's a, if it don't tickle your nuts a little bit, it ain't really driving, is it? Yeah, no, I'm with you. That's it's awesome. Man, do you know Do you know our buddy Evan Klein over at Exe? Uh, I've probably met him before. That's a dude you can hang out with. He, he, he's a big, uh, he's a big rally yeah, was and now he's well, a mountain biker, right. and he's like, I realize how much less expensive mountain biking yeah. is. So yeah, he's all into that right now. Told us oh, some God. ridiculous stories about hitting trees and just well, destroying you know, cars. Car, those cars are done after a year, and that's like if oh, you didn't yeah. crash it. 
they're done. I mean, as scary as it is, like they're probably the safest vehicles out there. I don't know if you've seen some of these cars after like a really bad wreck. The drivers yeah. are totally fine. I mean, like you could roll down. What was it Evo Evo Corner at Pikes Peak? Mm-hmm. You saw that thing just roll down, and the guy just like got yeah. out. nothing happened. Like arguably, these are the safest cars ever. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I am speak. That video got shared on my Facebook the other day, and I, you know, just out of curiosity, I was scrolling through the comments on the video just to see what people's thoughts of, you know, the situation were. And because nobody in the post, they just posted the video. They didn't say anything else. Right, right. And a guy commented and goes, yeah, that guy's definitely dead. But the guy survived. And underneath that guy's comment, the driver of the car responded. And all he said was, no, I'm not. (laughs) 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 That was so funny. That's awesome. All right. Where are we on time and topics? All right, we're at 56 minutes, and we we only have one topic left, uh, which uh, Mike wanted to talk about what the hell is going on with the oil industry right now. It's pretty funny, and although it's not directly related to cars, I think you guys will still appreciate it. So, Mike, take it away. Oh, yeah, so this was just kind of something ridiculous that I saw today, um, just kind of glancing at the market. Uh, so, apparently, for the first time, I think ever, Oil is actually trading at a negative value. So they were literally pay you to buy barrels of oil right now um, when it's normally traded at like, you know, 30, 40, 50 dollars a barrel. I think that one company is even doing it like negative 37 dollars a barrel. And it's funny because I'm just kind of like perusing social media. You see people who see the headline and like, oh, my God, they're going to pay me to get gas. That's not true. Okay, so if you're thinking that, that's definitely not true. And then you got the other group of people who are basically just like, oh, yeah, I'll just buy it. You know, this is the epitome of, of, of buying low and selling high. <laughs> the problem is that this isn't like a normal stock where you, you, you buy a little bit of Apple and then you sell a little bit of Apple. It's not like that. Whenever you buy this on the futures market, you're buying a contract for oil. So basically, the reason it's negative is because there's so much oil on the water coming to the U.S. and the refineries here in the U.S., have so much in stock, there's nowhere to put it, literally nowhere to put it. And they have to keep business moving. So they're saying, I'll pay you 37 bucks to come pick that barrel up and take it anywhere but here. <laughs> Just to get it out of here so I can replace it with one of those that's on that container ship that's coming over here because uh, obviously nobody's traveling right now. So, so demand for oil is plummeting because there's no gas being used. Planes aren't in the sky. There's nothing happening with oil right now. So... <laughs> It's just funny because anybody who actually does think they're smart enough to cheat the system and go out and buy these shares of oil are basically either going to lose their contract or else tomorrow, whenever the contracts are up, they're going to have to drive to Texas and go pick up those barrels to fill the contract <laughs> in order to even have money. Or, I mean, you can. there's other options. You can you know, go to another future uh, date, but, but that's kind of what happens in the short term. Now, could that be a correlation as to why we're seeing the oil price or the gas prices drop? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's part of it. The other part is uh, there. There's a, a price war going on between Russia and Iran. I think, uh, and this didn't help the situation at all. Where they basically just said, "Make as much oil as possible," you know, uh, and we're going to see who can who can you know handle getting beat down on prices for X amount of time. But uh, now that this has happened and no one's using the oil, there's just oversupply everywhere in the world. So uh, it's a bunch of stupidity that's not helping. 
Especially yeah. we're in the situation that we're in right now. <laughs> well, my dad had always kind of mentioned that, you know, we got all these big SUVs now running around with 40 gallon tanks or whatever it is, and they have them, you know, full. So everybody's riding around with 40 gallons of gas. And that's just if you got one car like me, I have seven, you know, seven running cars. So, yeah, it's one of those things. Like if, if you don't necessarily like you know, over buy gas. And it, that that's what happens is they have to move it. They have to keep it flowing because more is coming in. And that's when you'll see prices kind of go down or go up. You know, a lot of times when these kind of things happen and everybody freaks out and buys all the gas, it just makes the prices continue to go up, you know, when they start yeah. filling up jugs and taking them home and everything. So the game is to kind of leave the gas companies with gas. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, yesterday was the first day since the quarantine thing has happened that I have had to fill up uh, my focus. And so I'm used to it being 30, 35. I really wish it, it'll fill it up depending on where I got fuel from. Um, I filled it up from empty um, for 20 bucks yesterday on 93. And I was like mind blown. I was like, no. It's not full. It's because I, I'm one, I know Wooly pays attention like percent what he's paying for gas. I just go, <laughs> I got to have gas, so I don't care where I get it from. <laughs> Real quick, tell them everybody about the story when you got out the car coughing. <laughs> you oh said you went to get gas. God. All right, first of all, if you don't know Hunter, like when he has a coughing fit, it is a coughing fit. Like his whole lanky body yeah, like starts moving. Like the one in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. I was going to tell Vegas. Is he yeah. dying? It might be he died that night. So he anyway, died. this might not be funny to anybody, but I cracked up when you told me. <laughs> Set the stage and tell me about okay. the time you got gas recently. Yeah, this is when I was filling up the focus. Uh, yeah, I called Wooly right after this, but I, I pulled up to the gas station. I had a drink um in my car so i go to take a drink and as i'm opening the door i i swallow but i don't know like what happened if i like kick up or something but it went it went down like the wrong pipe right so i immediately as i'm getting into out of my car without thinking i go into this hacking fit <laughs> of just like just throwing my like my lungs out of my body in the middle of a raceway, which is like a 50-punt gas station full of essential people getting gas. And, like, I'm coughing, getting out of my car. I shut the door, and then I turn around, and everybody is looking at me just mortified. So, like, I have never seen an 80-year-old lady get in her car so fast. Dude, and, like, I swear, she, like, she, she just honestly like, thinks she's dying. She thinks she's going to die in the next two weeks. I, I felt so bad because then you can't go like you can't go. Um, I just I was drinking a drink and then I it just so happened to after I got it. I'm yeah, you so can. sorry. You can't do that. So you just got to have to own it. But I still needed gas. I, I was embarrassed. I wanted to just leave, but I had to have gas. So the whole I still had to go put my hand on the pump because I didn't have gloves because this car. Oh, man. I thought I, I talked to this. I got a paper towel. Okay. Okay. I, they're not selling gloves right now so i got a paper towel and like but i'm still touching everything and i i thought for sure i was gonna get shot it was just <laughs> I was, my face smoked out <laughs> oh my god it was so much is re rewriting her will right now because of you oh my gosh and then it doesn't help that i live in a small <laughs> town in the middle of alabama right 
this car is like the most obnoxious car in the town. Like, why couldn't I have been in my piece of junk Sonoma that looks like every other <laughs> alcoholic's car around here? Why did it have to be the one that everybody knows? <laughs> like, At least they know who's got the Ronas now. Oh my god, I, that's going to be my stigma for the rest of the time I live in this stupid town. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the, the best dude that gave us all the I had Corona. <laughs> well, God. Well, all right. I think it's been an adventure. We've gone an hour and three minutes at this point. This has been our longest podcast yet since we have come back from um, our or whatever our hiatus. Hiatus. Yeah, our, our hiatus. Um, I I think it was fun though. Um, you know, you we've got schedule grid life real quick. Oh yeah, for any of you guys that are interested in the new. Uh, their new rescheduled grid life dates. It's not on the website, but they did put a blog post out on on Facebook. I, I know a lot of people have been asking questions, so figured that we'd address it on here. Um, the Alpine Horizon Colorado Festival has been moved to August 14th through the 16th, so it is it is a week sooner than what you're typical used to as um, Grid Life South. So that will now be the Colorado event. Gridlife Midwest has been moved from June to October 2nd through the 4th. So you're going to get a fall um, Midwest Festival. So it's going to be cold as hell in Michigan. But uh, So if you're interested in that, are we going to be going to the Gridlifes? Have we thought yep. about that? I've got that hookup at the Airbnb. She said if we just come anytime, she wouldn't charge us. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, really? well, okay, well, it might be a gingerman. Yeah. Um, I know I know I'm going to Colorado even if S3 doesn't go to well, Colorado. Yeah, I mean, everything's up in the air. We don't know what we're doing at this point. Uh, Formula D did announce a new schedule. Um, That's true. So now Atlanta, where we're at, is the opening event, um, and it's going to be July 3rd and 4th. July 4th. So it's going to be a freaking party. Um, yep, of course, fact, we'll have a booth there. Yeah, and yeah, dude, that was just kind of good news. Like, that just hit at the right time. It's like, oh my god, that's the light at the end of the tunnel. I don't even care if it gets canceled again. At least it's something to, like, you know, yeah. look forward to. Yeah. Um, yep. And then the week after that, it's in Port Alliance. So it's, that that's the problem, is that when, as soon as this clears up, everything's going to hit hard. Yeah, it's hitting hard. <laughs> like, like, we've, like we've said in previous podcasts, I'll you guys got to be ready to play. We're going to be out there. If they're not out there, I'm going to be out there. Drive. I don't care if i got to drive my car to, from here to California. I need to hang out with somebody, for Christ's sake, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so there's your little update on events. Get excited. Hopefully this will all be coming to an end soon and life can uh, get back to being as normal. Um, and hopefully you're excited for that. I don't know what your life was like prior, but hopefully it was better than this. Um <clears throat> Uh, so, anyways, what, what what we got going on? What do they need to know about the issue? Is the issue close to coming out? Yeah, it's at press. Okay, issues so. at press. So, hopefully, you can be expecting that soon. Um, yeah, of course, we've got our YouTube channel. Um, next week, you will be seeing the video on big turboing this car and getting it tuned. Um, and in between that, if we have any other things that we could film in our houses, you'll be seeing. You got our our socials at S3 Magazine on everything except for Twitter. It's just at S3 Mag. Um, but other than that, guys, we will see you next week with more current events. Um, so have a good one. See you next time. Later. Later, homies.